You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Repack. I'm Justice Mosqueda, and I'm joined here by Matub. Say what's up to the people, Matug. What's up, everybody? My name is Matt, but you can call me Matub, Acme Packing Company, Meme Weaver, and General Twitter, Rabble Rouser. The Green Bay Packers won a 45-30 to 30 game in which, after the first quarter, it was 3-0. to zero. This is the second highest scoring Packers-Bears game in the history of the rivalry. And I don't think anyone expected that after a 3-0 first quarter. That was, um, I believe they said it was the um, the fastest five touchdowns that ever been scored. Something like that. I believe it was a 45-point second quarter. Just points mm-hmm. just being ripped off like crazy. I believe it. Um, 400th game at Lambeau. It was the first Sunday night football game since the uh, pandemic started in at uh, Green Bay with fans in the stands. Um, Aaron Rodgers is now 23-5 and five against the Chicago Bears. He said in the postgame presser, they asked him about it, he's like, I said what I said. Like I'm, I'm, not, I'm not taking back anything I said. We went over this earlier this week. I said what I said. So that's yeah, that's more over. wins than Favre, right? I believe so. Yeah, Favre is 22 and 10, I believe. Don't quote me on that, but I'm like 90 percent sure. Um, coming into this game, just some generalities to to talk about. Um, to, on the injury front, Devondre Campbell did play. He actually racked up 16 tackles, which is crazy. After this guy was limited in practice on Friday, I hadn't basically hadn't been working out for 10 days. Um, that's nuts. And it, it's weird that Lafleur handled the situation with Campbell very differently than with Rogers, right? Where he was just, he gave the straight up deadline of like on, on Monday of last week, like Campbell will, will return on Friday. And it's like, okay, so that's 10 days. And it's because he's unvaccinated and Alan Lazard had to do all the zoom meetings, you know, all, all season. But then for Rogers, they were like, we got to keep this hush. It, it just very clearly seems like, Guys, they were trying to cover it up, especially explicitly for QB one, and I think feel like that's pretty obvious at this point. Yeah, even if you're a all pro quality inside linebacker, you're not you're not a all world QB. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, he's sixth in. Uh, I think they they released the list um, earlier this week of like it's and it's only the fan vote, which is only a third of the Pro Bowl vote. But he was sixth on the list. The problem is he's fifth in the NFC. Um, so I, I can't remember if they still split. AFC, NFC, I, I don't think they do anymore. Um, but it seems like fan vote, he's like right on the bubble of being a pro bowler. But I, I think he should legit be in deep boy conversation. I know I know Mika Parsons is having a crazy year. I know everyone's uh, hyped up about Diggs, the corner at, at, in Dallas, who just gets interceptions. He gets burned too, but he gets interceptions, which is like the one stat you look at. Campbell Campbell should be like a deep boy type of candidate. Oh, yeah. If you talk to any boys fans, it's it's all Micah. Micah this, Micah that. Diggs is like Diggs seems to be a second thought for them. As, as it should be. Parsons is a better player. Parsons is a better player. Um Akeem Hicks was out for Chicago, which is important because Khalil Mack had the the plug pulled on his season uh earlier. Um this this year in between, you know, the two Packers games. Akeem Hicks was kind of I think he was listed as 
I think he was listed as questionable, maybe doubtful um, coming into this game. So the fact that he's not playing or he didn't play um, was a pretty big deal. It became the uh, Robert Quinn show. Robert Quinn, two plays in, did the belt. Literally two plays in. And it was like, all right, it's going to be one of those days. And then the very next drive, Lyle Nichols and him got in on like a half sack each, and they did it again. And I was like, all right, double belt. This is There's no way. The, the Bears were up multiple scores at, uh, at a certain point, and I was like, "There's the belt happened, so I, I know we're good for this. My favorite comment related to that is, uh, um, like, two minutes into the game, Ryan in, in the APC Slack goes, if the Packers are down 10 at halftime, they're still going to be up in the money line. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's true. It, it's the Chicago Bears. It's not like they didn't really do that much. I know, what, Justin Fields' passer rating was like 70 or something like that? I, I know he like had it. He had a half decent game. I think everyone's worried about Justin Fields kind of like moving forward, but it's not like they're a great team this very second. Their their uh leading receiver was Demarius Bird. And then their number two receiver was Jakeem Grant, who had exactly one reception. Um I was how worried were you that this was gonna be the Jakeem Grant game? Because there was a point where I was like, it's happening. I can feel it happening. This is yes. This is like this is he's he's going to be a name that that Packer fans are going to be terrified for. Like like Devin Urmashadu, like <laughs> like that one guy that we're like, what in the hell? Yeah, Jakeem actually is for me the for, for me the the big play was the um uh the when Fields dodged two sacks on third down like like on his own two yard line or whatever, and I went, oh god, here comes the Jakeem touchdown. <laughs> Like that's I knew it was coming, and then now he just shorted one to Jimmy Graham. Oh, Jimmy coming up big for us <laughs> once again. Goodness, I I really cannot believe there was a point the Packers were paying him to be the highest paid tight end in the sport. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been good in a decade. He hasn't been good since he was a Saint. Yeah, like he's now he's now three teams away from being good. Yes. <laughs> All he does is catch end zone fades. I remember. I can't remember who I wrote it for, but at the time when they signed Jimmy Graham, the the Packers issues were not red zone efficiency. The Packers issues were between the twenties, being able Mm -hmm. to officially move the ball between the twenties. And I wrote that, like, they just became more of who they are. Like, okay, you got Jimmy Graham to, you know, threaten teams on like end zone fates. Cause that's the only thing that he can really do right now. And that's who he's been for like the last six years and he just keeps cashing checks. I don't, so, I don't get it. Jimmy Graham being terrible is actually the reason that Bob Tunyon got into Aaron Rodgers' favor. Um, game against the Seahawks, super busted play. Rodgers throws this like 60-yard bomb to who he thought was Jimmy Graham and it was Bob Tunyon. And then after that, he started targeting him. So then you get the Tunyon breakout. He, so thanks, did, Jimmy. He, did he think he thought that <laughs> he was He legitimately Jimmy? In, the post, in the post game goes, yeah, I thought that was Jimmy. That's <laughs> funny. I, re- I remember that game. That was their color rush game. They were wearing yes, all was. whites, top the, and bottom. All whites. I remember that. Um, back to this game a little bit. Kevin King uh, was healthy enough to play. He wasn't he- he wasn't starting. It didn't look like they were rotating him in nearly as much as they had previously this year. Like even King, King had been playing well and then got hurt, and then came back and was playing pretty well and then got hurt again, <laughs> and then he was no longer good and then he got hurt again. But there was a point where basically Russell Douglas and him were rotating and Russell Douglas was getting, you know, two to one ratio snaps from Kevin King. I, I don't necessarily even think that that was the case tonight. We'll see. I guess by the time you guys listen to this, we might have a post on APC already with the snap counts, but 
Yeah, it didn't we, look we to need me to see like snap counts, but no, I, I I don't even remember seeing King's jersey. Like, granted, uh, Fields had someone in his lap every single play, and he didn't really throw the ball down the field, so we didn't get a good shot from the broadcast to see who was in the secondary. Yeah, and the defense coming up, you know, pressure wise. Lafleur even mentioned in the post game, you know, there were times where, you know, short yardage situations, the Packers basically had a decision like well, we can go up two scores here. We can go for a touchdown and touchdowns will yield, you know, more points and theoretically help us, you know, win, win the game at a higher clip, but is it worth being conservative? And LaFleur's answer was basically like, dude, we were getting pressure on defense. I wasn't worried about defense. I understand we were putting points that we were getting points put us on the board, but like a lot of that had to deal with special teams. So I, I, I kind of get it. The special teams, holy crap. And tub talk, talk me off of, Talk me off of the ledge. I fired, I fired the special teams coordinator three different times at least. I mean, I, I've been like it, it has been my brand to scream about how terrible Mo Drayton is all year. Like, and you've described <laughs> it perfectly, where you're like, this is the guy who nails the interview, and then he gets in the door, and you're like, this guy is no good at this job. Like, yeah. this guy is a very nice guy. I understand why everyone <laughs> likes him, right? He's he's getting terrible results. I joked that the Packers were going to be 33rd in the league in special teams after this game. Someone said that they were they were 30th right now, and I was like, one, that's too high. Two, they're going to be 33rd. So they they are buoyed slightly by Bojo being a monster, and then um, early in the season, Mason Crosby going like was it like 14 in a row or whatever it was before his. Oh yeah, they love to say they were like he's hit like 20 in a row, and then like in that Cincinnati game, and then all hell broke loose. Yep. So that's, I think they're still, like, it's very funny in the, in the way that week one has destroyed the team DVOA, even up to today. Um, it seems the first four or five weeks has buoyed special teams slightly. Like they should be 32nd, 30. Yeah. It's like the opposite of the, well, I guess, yeah, it is like the opposite of the, the, the offensive DVOA stuff where like mm-hmm. people look at the Packers DVOA and they're like, the worst nine and three team ever. And it's like, yeah, well, one of those games was Jordan Love, who like barely could put points on the board until, I mean, he could have put points on the board until like midway through that third quarter, right? When they right. figured out our game plan sucked. And then week one against the Saints, where literally they had no idea the team was in two man. And then it just spiraled out of control. So yeah, I, those two games don't count to me. Like those, those are the two games that make no sense to me in terms of using them, projecting moving forward, and they should be completely thrown out. Like uh, my buddy, Nate Tice, uh, Mike Tice's son, um, was tweeting uh, this weekend and was like, you got to know what games to throw out, man. He's like, I grew up around like horse racing. Like sometimes you got to throw races out, man. Like sometimes it doesn't make sense to keep this on like career records. And I'm like, that's a very clear and like correct point because no one is looking at that Saints game and saying, this is the same Packers team or watching that Chiefs game and saying, this is the same Packers team. Even the Arizona game, frankly. <laughs> the Arizona game is so weird. Like, it's so nutty. And people are going like, oh, you know, no one wants to play against this Arizona team except for the Packers who went in and beat them. And it's like, kind of. like <laughs> They're weird because they, they did that. But then, like, outside of that game, they kept winning ball games, even with Colt McCoy. It's just like, I don't know what you – they benched uh, Zayvon Collins, their first-round uh, linebacker already, like – there's weird stuff going on in Arizona. I, I, I'm not scared of Arizona. I'm scared of Tampa. I've made that sure. very clear many times, and I will, I will go to my deathbed scared of Tom Brady ruining my season. Sure. I feel like that's fair. 
Um, but yeah, that's the only team in the NFC that really scares me. Unless, right. unless that's why like that's why the Bears uh Super Bowl against the Colts doesn't count as a Super Bowl appearance because the AFC Championship game that year was the Super Bowl. That was Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady. After that, it's Rex Grossman who cares. Yeah, he had to go through Rex Grossman and they spotted Devin Hester uh, yeah. a, a return touchdown early on in the game. So it doesn't yeah, that doesn't even count. The special yeah. teams though, what can you even do? So the the point and kick coverage Sign was Tyler terrible. Irvin. Sign Tyler Irvin right now. Like I was like, retweeting so, Tyler Irvin's tweets from his Twitter account that he like doesn't even use anymore. So no, like, he he, he hops on like he hops on like every other week, and then he'll like a couple things and he'll post something. But uh, one month ago, November seventh, something like that. Uh, um, oh my god, uh, the former Packers wide receiver who was a kick returner. He was really fast, but he was terrible. Um, from Cal. Trevor Davis. Yeah. yeah. So Trevor Davis says, catching <laughs> like punts how we hard. could get it immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor Davis uh, tweets, catching punts is hard. And Tyler Irvin's like, people don't understand, man. <laughs> and I'm over here like, I understand. As an owner, I, I want swerve, to sign you. Swerve, come back. Swerve. Yeah. I mean, the, the worst part is Jakeem Grant is kind of like faster Tyler Irvin. And we got to see the value that he brings. Like he, he had two touches that, that just ripped off points for for this team i mean so the kick and punt coverage was terrible that's Mm -hmm. a new appearance that was something we worried about and that that like worry has been like in the back of the brain because of so many other special teams issues and now it has reappeared kicking game (laughs) no longer an issue anymore now it's punt punt and kickoff coverage um there was a kickoff that went out of bounds we had a chance to have a kickoff out of bounds and malik taylor was like i'm gonna touch it i swear to god i'm gonna touch it and he touched it, and it landed at the. It ended up with us at starting a drive at the five. There was a muff on an onside and a muff on a punt, both of which could have been returned for a touchdown if it was eligible. Um, I guess one of them got called back the punt, the punt muff from Amari, which like he tried to catch that like it was a pass, like he put mm-hmm. the diamond up, and I was like, dude, it, it how, how, him in the how chest. much longer he, like, do we even, have to do this? He didn't even touch it. it was, <laughs> well, I just hit my mic. I'm waving around so much. <laughs> yeah dude amari why why is amari rogers just why (laughs) i don't i don't get it the the wrong rogers had had the weight dropped on his foot at the deadline dude speaking of i broke one of my toes this week and it sucks it's it is not fun kicked a bed frame on accident getting that's the the worst that is literally the worst thing Mm -hmm. um so speaking of the the terrible malik taylor um kind of saved by aaron jones like only run of the day <laughs> Aaron Jones I don't care what you say Aaron Jones ran the ball once and it was a sweep to the right for like 20 yards when they needed it yeah then Rogers said that that throw to Aaron Jones he was like yeah that wasn't even supposed to be part of the play to be well, honest he's, he's, oh my god Aaron Rodgers in his eidetic pod person football brain goes yeah it reminded me of a play from the preseason in 2005 when brett Favre threw across his body to amon green and it's like shut up <laughs> we get it you're smart these guys are wired a little different but yeah aaron jones five carries um this is the second game that we've seen this you know since aaron jones has returned aj Dillon has been the running back like the actual i'm mm-hmm. running the ball running back and i think that's fair. I think he, I think Aaron Jones is Aaron Jones isn't as good as in, at inside run as AJ Dillon is. They had to do a lot of things. Like if you guys remember that first Bears matchup, they came in after the game and they said, you know, we struggled that first half because we they were killing our zone runs and we had to get in the gap scheme stuff. And that's the first time like Deguara really saw the field because I think all the tight ends were healthy at that point. 
Um, so this week, I mean, they're in I formation with DeGuar lined up as a fullback. They haven't been doing that very much at all this year. And, and they're running a lot of the same like wineback stuff with DeGuar. DeGuar is becoming a very important guy to them. Um, Daphne was ruled out uh, during this game. I don't know if that's going to be a serious injury, but if it is, that means we're only going to see more DeGuara, and that means probably, I mean, th- that helps A.J. Dillon because if they're, they're going to use those tight ends, like A.J. Dillon is definitely the guy to kind of take advantage of those type of run schemes than Aaron Jones. I think Aaron Jones, you want him on the edge, right? Like you just said, he had one run, and it was, it was hey, I'm running left, I'm running outside. And then he had that long pass down the sideline. He's more mm-hmm. of like, well, so he had, I guess he had two runs, so like two runs worth noting. So he had the long run, but then shout out to Chris Collinsworth. The only good analysis he had the whole freaking game was uh, Jones faked outside and snuck inside because they were respecting his speed to the edge. And like Collinsworth brought that up. It was the only time he wasn't talking about how great Aaron Rodgers is. <laughs> he snuck, he snuck in the people from Kentucky don't want handouts, but give to the red cross. And that, that was a weird take. I was like, Chris, please settle down. Just help the tornado victims. Like, So anytime, anytime Chris Collinsworth says something stupid, I want to remind everyone that Chris Collinsworth is the reason that the Bengals don't have a Super Bowl. So that's act. That's factual. That's factual. factual. Chris, Chris Collinsworth fumbled on the one yard line um, and the 49ers took the go ahead touchdown off of that fumble. They also had a, a goal line stand. The, the Niners did. Mm-hmm. Um, where I think it was four plays from the one yard line and they, they couldn't punch it in. Like they were, they were this close. There's a guy, his name's Ken Anderson. He's the best quarterback who has not made the hall of fame. And you can legitimately point to Chris Collinsworth fumbling the ball is what's keeping him out of the hall of fame. And Chris Collinsworth gets to be a color analyst and Ken Anderson <laughs> is just like, please, please let me in. Well, Ken Anderson. So, I mean, read the blind side, learn about why Ken Anderson was good. Um, don't watch the movie. Read the read the book. <laughs> Learn about West Coast. Expand your brain. <laughs> there we go. Um, in other news, uh, let's just touch on other things that have happened in the NFL before we get into kind of like breaking down this game on a kind of more granular level, I guess. Uh, the Packers are playing the Baltimore Ravens next week. Lamar Jackson's hurt. Um, he has an ankle injury. He's been held out. Tyler Huntley is in. Paul, That's Paul's guy, Noonan. Um, that's his dude. I actually, I, I know you love the XFL stories. You bring it up every time. You're like, yeah, buddy. you got to get these XFL guys out of here. Tyler Huntley was not invited to the combine while the XFL was going on. Um, Vince McMahon was like, let's brainstorm on how to get on the ticker during the combine. So we had like an emergency meeting because it's Vince McMahon, right? Vince McMahon wants this thing. Can we make this thing happen? Can we make boss happy? Right. So I'm in an emergency meeting with Eric Galco, who's now running uh, the East West Shrine game in uh, Vegas. And he's like, who is the best quarterback in this draft class who wasn't invited? And I was like, it's Tyler Huntley. And he's like, I wonder if we could sign him to a deal to play in the XFL right now to kind of help boost his draft stock. So like I stuck my neck out saying, you know, Huntley, and then things didn't work out and it was like too late in the cycle. And then like, by the time we really started talking about it, it was like, you guys see this like COVID-19 thing that's like kind of going on. And we started getting an inkling that like maybe the season isn't even going to finish out. And what do we do in that situation? Like, are we ruining his, his eligibility? Like things like that. So we were like, you know what? Maybe not. But at one point there was like maybe a six hour span where I was like, the XFL is signing Tyler Huntley. And now he's going to maybe start against the Green Bay Packers. He's solid. Um, 
not great. He definitely puts up better production than like a Zach Wilson will, which is kind of funny because he's, you know, second year, second or third year UDFA guy. And Zach Wilson was picked second overall is, you know, the Messiah. But if the, if the Ravens don't have Lamar, that makes, Hey man, the Packers can win out. It can happen. Yeah, The feelings and are coming the, back. Also, this is a year when we don't have to worry about the rush defense, which is weird. It feels weird and backwards. Yeah. <laughs> well, knock on wood because Justin Fields had 74 yards today. Well, yeah, but rushing QBs to me is really like, Tyler Huntley, I guess when you're looking at like a second rate dual threat versus like a premier dual threat, I think is Lamar cool. runs a four, three Huntley probably runs like a four, seven. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Huntley, Huntley's Huntley's quick enough to catch you slipping in man coverage, but I don't think you can like make him the straw that stirs the drink. Right. No, I agree. Um, other things that happened, Dallas beat Washington. I think that was expected. They beat the brakes off. <laughs> and they talked crap about it all week, too. For whatever reason, Mike McCarthy was like, we are going to beat Washington. And Washington's like, us? Why are you picking on us? Why <laughs> Did you see we-? the benches? They flew in the benches? Yeah, they I flew saw in the Cowboys benches. flew in the benches. Which is like the most like rich man, like FU crap that you could possibly do on an NFL field. Oh, man. Um, Washington, Philadelphia, the Vikings, the 49ers, and the Saints are kind of that race for the, the six and seven seed in the NFC. Um, the, the Niners beat the Bengals in overtime. I still think the way that their schedule works out, the way that they're up a game, I, I feel like until the Niners lose a game that is not expected, the Niners should be assumed for that six seed. So that then that comes down to kind of like the Eagles, Vikings, New Orleans, Washington tier. I don't think Washington's serious and they already lost, which was expected. And I think they play Dallas again. Um, oh, New gosh. Orleans, I don't believe in Taysom Hill led offense. So it's it really comes down to the Eagles and Vikings, in my opinion, for, for that seven seed. So if you're kind of like playoff watching um, in terms of at least the teams getting in, I would say kind of focus on the Eagles and Vikings because that's probably the seven seed matchup. If the Packers get the two, that's probably who they're going to end up playing. Hey, do you want to hear a fun factoid about Taysom Hill? Okay, let's go. Brett, Hun- it- Brett Hundley has a higher relative athletic score than Taysom Hill. <laughs> really? Really dead what? ass. Yep. Brett Hundley, who actually started for the Packers, was a better athlete, according to the Kentley Plot uh, math bomb relative athletic score metric. That's kind of crazy. That's so go. weird. There's your, there's I your mean, fun factoid. He is, he is built like. Kyle Juszczyk, which is, I don't get it. He's Kyle Juszczyk, and they pay him way more than Kyle Juszczyk. Kyle, yeah, they pay, they pay Kyle him to won. be George Kittle. He's George Kittle throwing passes. Kyle won. Um, uh, the Buccaneers also beat the Bills in overtime, which is very sad because I thought that yeah. I was finally going to put the pack. Like, we don't have to worry about the Buccaneers. We don't have to go into Tampa. And now that that haunting thought is still looming. The moment they kicked the punt in overtime, um, I went upstairs to help my wife make dinner because I knew the game was over. I'm like, I'm, I went, Tampa's going to score right here, and it's going to be on some stupid, and sure enough, they put a linebacker on Brashad Perriman, who all he does is run. That's all that. <laughs> yeah, I, I had the niners Bengals game um, out here on the West Coast, and I, I was talking with uh, Chuck while, while it was happening. He goes, it's overtime. Tom Brady's got the ball. And I was like, done. Done. <laughs> all right. It's over. The Bills came back into that game too. They were getting the, the brakes beaten off of them for a while. And I was like, saw a tweet. It was like, Mitch Trubisky's in. And I was like, what the hell is happening in this game? So I don't actually know what happened in that game at all. I was busy with other things, but uh, 
Yeah, Tampa won. Tom Brady won. Surprising. Shocking. Everyone's appalled. The the Eagles with Minshew actually scare me. That's who I think is the the dark horse. Like, if you run into in the playoffs, you might struggle. So here's the thing with the Eagles, right? They use tight ends a lot. And the way that this Packers structure works, you can kind of feed tight ends a little bit. It's, it's why I worry about San Francisco still. Um, Philadelphia is one of the teams I worry about. I feel like if the Packers matched up against the Colts, the Colts would be an interesting team that would be able to kind of take advantage of some of the things that the Packers do defensively. Um, I really hope they don't get Philly. I hope it's Minnesota. Because if you run back that Minnesota game, the Packers win that eight times out of ten, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they pressured. Kirk, okay, perfect example. They pressured Kirk Cousins on like fifty something percent of his dropbacks. That just happened against um, who the hell the Vikings just play? Steelers. Yeah, they happened against the Steelers, and the Steelers would have come back if Chase Claypool wasn't an idiot. Like, like so. And and if the Steelers didn't throw a wide receiver screen for a two point conversion attempt, which is that's one of the wildest play calls I think I've ever seen. Ben's cooked, man. He's done. He's done. They, 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 that report came out and was like, yeah, he's done after this year. He's told his teammates. And I'm like, why do you tell his teammates a year after his body told him? Like, seems kind of selfish, bud. I should have done wish, it last year. I wish he would do the Kyle Orton uh, walk off into the sunset where Kyle Orton told his, told everyone, he's like, oh, I got to go back to the locker room. I forgot my wallet. And then he disappeared. <laughs> who was the uh, Vontae Davis? Was that the guy who walked out at, at halftime? Bills. Yeah, yeah. Bill walked out of Bills at halftime. So, He's like, you don't pay me enough. <laughs> I'm done. It's cold. I'm gone. Yeah, the play. I, I love that we can talk about the playoffs with this much football left. That makes me feel real good. There's too many games left. It's absurd. Yeah. I don't There's like. I don't like. I don't like the 18 week or the 18 game schedule. See, I, I, I wish it was 19 weeks with two buys. That like, makes way more sense. Yeah. So 17 games, 19 weeks, two buys. Everyone gets a gets a pre-eight week and a post-eight week buy. What would that mess up? Like, that would mess up. It would just extend Pro, the season. Pro Bowl week? Yeah. Who and cares? You just push out the... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Who cares? Push out the Pro Bowl until it's, until it's after the Super Bowl again. Yeah. And add an extra buy. There you go. I guess it, like, messes up, like, all-star game stuff, but, like, I don't even know how much... The league cares about that, really. Yo, Goodell, hit me up. I got, I got ideas. The other thing about all-star game stuff, a lot of the time is not spent on task during those all-star weeks. I've been down there. I've seen uh, – I'm debating right now if I need to bleep out his name. I've seen John Fox walk out with two women around his arms who, you know, <laughs> maybe combined, you know, added up to his age. I've seen a, a Raiders – like a, a full Uber of – like two Ubers of Raiders coaches just like get out, walk straight into a strip club, like the day that they landed in there. So, so, yeah. um, all star games, I, people aren't uh, really, I, uh... I, I happen to know someone who's a sponsor of, uh, of a coach for a team in a different sport. He, it's a coach for a team who competes in a different sport, has sponsors elsewhere. Oh, so I get a name drop, but you, okay. I don't know if I, I like, cause, <laughs> I don't, no, I don't want to sell. I don't want to sell my buddy out. That's the problem. Like I'm not like you're not friends with with former Bears coach. I'm, I'm friends with this guy. Anyway, similar stories, um, but not even All Star Week. Just like out with the guys. I don't know if it's an NFL thing. Or... 
<laughs> but like, oh yeah, dude, like when we were in Sweden competing and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, really? That dude pulled in Sweden? He's four foot 11. Like, good for him. Like <laughs> that narrows it down probably. <laughs> yeah. I was going to, I was trying to think of like what random guys I could name off. I was like, I can't believe you would, you know, hang Ty Lu out there like that. And then you say five eleven, and I'm like, well, there goes all the NBA no, coaches. <laughs> this dude, this dude was dead ass five, five, like oh, five, five. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, well, we gotta we gotta finish your rundown. We, we're too too off off task. Yeah, this t- time off task again. Huh. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll take a break right now, and then uh, we'll get into the vibe checks. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is you know the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And we're back. I'm here with Matub. Let's start with the offense. We always start with the offense. I don't know why I say let's start with the offense. We always start with the offense. What's up? Out of 10, vibe check. Where are we at? On the offense, seven. The the I, I cannot believe that with um literally a, a, a island of misfit toys at O-line, they managed to do some of the things that they do, but um wide receivers came to play. MVS did real wide receiver things. Uh, Lazard did real wide receiver things. Devontae's a monster. Uh, like, that's the thing is I talk about skill position and then it's just like, and then the offensive line was there. And people like, <laughs> and it, it's, I tweeted, I was like, um, the offensive line is now completely made of people that won't make practice squads next year. And everyone was like, well, what about Runyon? And I'm like, Runyon lost time to Lucas Patrick. He's dead to me. I don't care what you say to me. That dude was behind Lucas Patrick on the depth chart. Don't at me. I think the playoff run, we're hoping Lucas Patrick could kick to guard, right? Like if Myers if Myers comes back, Billy's healthy, um, Bakhtiari comes back. I think your ideal offensive line is Bakhtiari, Runyon, Myers, uh, Patrick, and then Turner. Well, yeah, assuming that Turner didn't just tear his ACL. Like we're yeah, praise be. Uh, so I, I follow I follow a couple internet doctors, not the guy from the Chargers who's disgraced. Um, and a lot of people were saying MCL. They said it looked it looked like an MCL. So, which is the uh, same thing that Aaron Jones had for whatever yes. that's worth. And he, and he missed eighteen hours. <laughs> yeah, as long as it's not a meniscus. I remember I, we had this long chat in the ABC chat where every dude who blew out his ACL was like, "Here's the thing, MCL. It like it doesn't even matter. It feels like it hurts really bad really early on. It gets better real quick." As long as you don't have a, a meniscus issue, you're fine. ACL is the one where you're like, something feels funny. And then you like take a step and your like knee is completely <laughs> concave. And you're like, oh, that's not good. But I can run 
full speed in a straight line. I just can't turn in any direction, and it didn't hurt. So that's yeah, very odd. Uh, hopefully, Billy's not hurt. Lafleur didn't do the whole thing where he's like, like when Tanya got hurt, he was like, "I feel so bad for Bobby. I feel so bad for Bobby." <laughs> like he's talking about his son. You know what I mean? And he didn't do that with Billy um, when he got asked. So hopefully, he's not banged up. Dennis Kelly came in at right tackle um, for his first like real snaps of the season. This was the same Dennis Kelly. Remember that like. When he was signed in the summer, like that day, he took like first team snaps in, in training camp at right tackle. And then he was just like never to be seen on that like yeah. first string offensive line again. I thought he was going to be the season's Velda here, like come in out of nowhere and be a starter and everyone's going to love him. But then Billy was a monster and Dennis Kelly wasn't bad coming in. I mean, no, I the think thing it, he's got going for him is he's he is the size of a garden shed. That's a, that a huge, like even for NFL standards, that man is massive. Yeah, like, so he's go out, giant. Go out there, go out there and be an anchor, and push some dudes and have some fun. Just don't kick him to left tackle. <laughs> the one guy who got ate up a little bit was Nyman. I mean, and he had some tough matchups. I mean, he was going against Robert Quinn, who's like quietly might have not might be having the best season of his career, late into his career. But yeah, all right, that's not suspicious at all. No, no one looking at that. But um. He, he, yeah, he got beat up a couple times by Quinn, and you know, one of them was on that first sack. You know, two two snaps into the game, that yeah, that's Qu- a little Quinn, worrisome. Quinn had a handful of the back of his jersey on his rip move, and that bothers me. That's, but the, until the third quarter, the refs were just terrible. Then they started giving the Packers calls, and now they're not terrible anymore. <laughs> oh my goodness, the Bears fans complaining about the muff return rules were furious. That's that's how it works, man. Hey, the the Packers lost a game because of uh, uh, fumble advancement rules. So, like, what are you gonna do? Remember, Rogers fumbled in the end zone, and Eddie Lacy tried to carry it out, and that that is oh down, yeah, that's down where it's recovered. It was a safety. So, suck it, Bears. <laughs> suck it. Um, Malik suck Taylor, suck. Malik Taylor, and Equinamius St. Brown both got hurt coming out of the half. That sucks. I mean, they were down to four wide receivers in the whole second half, and one mm-hmm. of them was Amari Rodgers, which is never a good sign. And Malik Taylor, not on kick returns, I actually kind of like. I just like him as a as an eighth receiver, whatever the hell he is on the depth chart. I still don't get why they don't have Patrick Jones returning kicks. I feel like Patrick Jones would be really good at returning kicks. Yeah. He's just built college? for that. He did he yeah. did it a little bit in college, but it's more of like a skill set thing. Like it's like a downhill running. No, sure. kick returns and punt returns are a little different. Punt returns, if you like look at a graph of I, I think SB Nation, one of their sites, um, did a video on it. If you like look Secret at, Base. The, yeah, like Secret before base. before Secret Base existed, they said that the the kick return that everyone remembers as the greatest kick return of all time was actually a punt return and you're misremembering it. Yeah, and they, they they said yes. A kick return is you find a lane and you go, and a punt return is when you get all the fun human joystick stuff. Yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeff Janis was a decent kick returner. People forget. Yeah, you just need a big dude who can like run downhill. You're like, can you take a hit? In like, can can you withstand a car crash? Right. <laughs> and and are you fast enough to kind of get that car crash going? That that My is fa- what a kick returner is. My favorite kick returner of all time is Jamal Williams because he doesn't fumble. So um, <laughs> they're like, just go back there and just don't fumble. <laughs> Have a nice day. You know what? Way, I miss he, him. Let's, let's holds, bring him into return he, punts. He now holds the NFL record for most carries without a fumble. So good for him. I hope they treat him well in Detroit. They, they treat him he very did, well. He deserves uh, better. 
as a Michigan native, I have a lot of Lions fans, friends, and they all love Jamal. And he is a staple on the, Lions social media is way better than Packers social media. And he's a he's a big staple on their their social media outlets. Um, Dominic Daphne, the tight end is out. We that, really didn't get any indication on, on like, like how it, bad that you, was. Did you see the play? No, I, I saw the graphic where it was like Dominic Daphne's out. And I was like, oh, he's out. So he was throwing a block and Dylan was going up behind him. Dylan got just absolutely slobber knocked by the side um, and landed on his ankle. It was looked like his left ankle got rolled up on. Dang. That um, sucks because that's like his third injury of this season too. And Daphne's like, I don't want to say important. Daphne's so good, but he's, he's yes, important. He's, he's important. He's significant. He helps you win football games. He's better than Tyler Davis. I promise you he's better than Tyler Davis. When Tyler Davis gets on the field, you'll see that. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh. yeah. The gap runs are back to bar ran in the eye. Um, I, I, I still wonder how long this like Aaron Jones pitch count is going to last, or if this is just what the new offense is. I don't really have an answer there um, because I could see it going either way. Like if, if next week Aaron Jones takes 80% of the carries, I wouldn't be surprised. Or if this just continues the playoffs and they're just like hey it's cold weather football like of course we're gonna run uh aj Dillon, and you know we're just gonna keep uh aaron jones's legs fresh to be kind of like the edge threat in terms of you know outside runs or passes and stuff like that i would understand that too so i really don't have an answer there what if it's just matt lafleur going like hey i finally have my tavon austin and i'm going to do tavon austin things with, with aaron jones it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a bad idea. I mean, if the, I always thought like the jet sweep stuff, if it was going to come back, like the Tyler Irvin stuff, it was going to be through Aaron Jones just because right. they don't have a wide receiver who can really do it. I guess Equinamius can do that a little bit, but he's probably the only other guy that you'd want to do that. I guess Amari, but screw Amari right now, man. I, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I don't, I'm not on talking terms with Amari. <laughs> Look, man, if you could shoot Mo Drayton into the sun on a rocket made out of Amari Rogers, I think you and I would both <laughs> put in the first into the Kickstarter. I, I said during the game, I was like, put Mo Drayton on uh, one of those <laughs> Elon Musk, you know, spaceships where they go to almost space. They don't, they don't go to space, but they go to almost space. I'm okay with <laughs> Mo Drayton being on almost space right now. That's far enough away from this game that Packers team for me. Um, for whatever it's worth, Lafleur said absolutely not. They're not going to make a, sp- a change at the special <sighs> coach. Which, holy maybe, crap, man! Maybe, holy crap. Though, maybe, maybe it's the the Aaron Rodgers thing, right? Where Aaron's like, you know, I really love Jared Abdaris, and then they cut him the next week, and then he's like, I really like Jake Kubero, and then they cut him the next week. Maybe, maybe that's what they're doing. That's the the mind games. Aaron Rodgers was talking about Jakeem Grant, and I was like, oh, that's a bummer. I would, you know. He's a free agent next year. I, I was hoping we had a chance to get to grab him in free agency. <laughs> no, one of those cheap guys. Oh, well. Um, offense, I would say I'm at like, so Billy being out would suck. Mm-hmm. That would suck. And we should not undermine that. He's having his best season of his career. If you look at any of like the uh, shoulder pad chips that, that measure pass blocking efficiency and stuff, like he's way up there. He's like top 10 right tackle in the league. Uh, or top five right tackle in the league and pass protection. Losing him would suck. So I'm going to go with an eight here. But, I mean, they put numbers on the boards right here. Like, they, they so got you're, 400. You're in the assumption that, that Billy doesn't miss significant, significant time. I mean, hopefully they can just get out of this damn Ravens game and he can come back in a week like, uh, you know, Aaron Jones did. Sure. 
We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I'm hopeful. Yeah. I, he didn't say I feel bad for Billy. Like you said, I feel bad for Bobby. The thing right. with LaFleur is you could always, he's like, look, I'm not a doctor. I don't know anything <laughs> about that. I'll, t- I'll tell you on Monday, I just feel so bad for the guy. And you're like, that guy is out for the year. Yeah. I'm not a doctor, but I had to go out back and shoot him. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, it's way better than McCarthy. Like, you know, he has a knee. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> he's got two of them, actually. So let's have hey, the defense. Where's your, where's your, where's your vibes? My vibes. Uh, one more thing real quick. Okay. Cause you talked about McCarthy. One of my buddies okay. was watching a Cowboys film today and he was like, Dude, McCarthy called a screen on like five third downs in a row. And I was like, yeah, dude. He thinks everyone's Brandon Jackson. Like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Like, that, that's football with Mike. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, defensively, <laughs> I have written down my first two notes, which are just very descriptive, are what is Cole Komet and Jakeem Grant. <laughs> Those are my first two points. So, Jakeem Grant, he caused me nightmares. I, I thought I, we were going to lose the game because of Jakeem, Jakeem Grant twice. I'm very proud of a joke I made about Cole Komet that, that is not doing as well as I thought it would. I said, do you pronounce Cole Komet's name with the Yiddish throat clearing sound? Clear, no one has told me. Is, is it Cole Komet? Like, that's, that's what it looks like it should be. Maybe. We, we got to ask a Notre Damer if they aren't all <laughs> mad about their coach leaving for LSU. But Cole Komet, like, he killed, like, two drives. Sure. He killed, like, two drives completely. He's, He's no Komet, good. So, so the Bears' number one receiving threat it was supposed to be Mooney, right? Like that's their, that's yeah. their number one. Or A Rob, him and A Rob. Right, but A Rob's hobbled, and we haven't even heard his name this at all this year. Right. Um, but Cole Komet's their number two. That's and so they were trying to force feed him, and it just <laughs> didn't work. It didn't take. It did not take. It seemed like early on in the game. I don't know if you saw if you thought this. It seemed like. So the Packers got into their penny stuff, which is like their three defensive t- three defensive tackle nickel stuff. It seemed like they were trying to run Devondre Campbell's legs like early and often, and it didn't look like Devondre was right. I mean, they were beating him to the edge on plays that he usually would be making. And, mm-hmm. you know, Rodgers even said Rodgers and Devontae after they came back from that from from COVID, they were basically like, it's not even that like COVID takes it out of you. It's that you're in an NFL season. You're expected to be like conditioned to be playing an NFL game. And you just came off of, you know, in his, in, you know, Devondre Campbell's situation, 10 days of inactivity because you have a virus, a virus that could kill you theoretically. So he goes from, I'm not working out for 10 days to playing Mike linebacker, having to play sideline to sideline against yeah. the Chicago bears. And it seemed like that was their plan real early on between that. And then like, Hey, where's, where's Henry black. Where's Henry Black? Let's throw at him. They said Henry Black's name three times, and only one of them was for something catastrophically bad. So uh, it's improvement. <laughs> I, I was watching film with uh, Chris Vass or Coach Vass on Twitter, who is a state champion winning uh, defensive coordinator from California. And we broke down the Seattle Seahawks Green Bay Packers game from the perspective of the Packers defense. And he was appalled at Henry Black, just basically saying like, I will never press. I will never take inside leverage ever, ever, ever. Like there were so many open slants and stuff in that game against the Seahawks that Russell Wilson just couldn't complete because he's short. He's a short, he's he's a wee little man. Um, And he he can't see over the middle. He can't throw over the middle. So, but, but it seems like that's something that could show up 
when they start playing playoff games. And that worries me a lot because they're playing a dime a whole lot more right now than I thought they were going to play and a whole lot more than they did play early on in the season. So Henry Black is out there and he's going to play snaps. And I have no idea how good of a football player he is. It doesn't seem like he's that good at coverage. I think we know exactly how good of a football player he is. Yeah, that's what scares me. Yeah, the the answer is is uh, there's a reason that there are silvers in Madden Ultimate Team. <laughs> the the worst part too is so Vernon Scott. So when when the Packers go in dime, which is their six DB look, they use three safeties. Well, the problem is they only have three safeties on their active like on their game day roster because yeah. Vernon Scott, who was dealing with a hamstring injury in the summer and has since gotten healthy, is just a healthy scratch every week. So they have a fourth safety on the roster, but they don't have him on game day. So there's like not even a situation where Henry Black can get benched. And Vernon Scott looks solid in the preseason. Him and uh, what's his name? Ennis, the other uh, TCU safety who's on the yeah. practice squad right now. I thought they both had better summers than Henry Black. I was kind of surprised they kept Henry Black. So also, I don't remember Vernon Scott last year. Like, so, OK, so Google says that he appeared in 15 games last year. I don't remember him being like overtly terrible like like i forget his name i don't forget henry black's name because i'm screaming it at the tv (laughs) (gasps) and honestly like the best thing that you can say about most dbs is you don't know their name right like like we didn't they're very like offensive linemen right like offensive linemen long snappers if i don't know your name you're probably solid Mm -hmm. and like today we didn't hear eric stokes name it was a very good game from eric stokes with the exception of there's a couple lame duck passes that he should have intercepted, but whatever, we'll, we'll work on that. Hit some, hit some jugs. <laughs> I thought Rasul did a pretty good job today too. I mean, the DBs are oh, it's just pretty in good. general just, are pretty solid. Russell did just a pretty good job today. He got that pick six. <laughs> yeah. He, he did get the pick six, which that, was that the one that put green Bay ahead? I can't remember. That was no, that was uh they were up by one, I think. And then they was, was that it? And I don't even remember. It was, <sighs> there was one point there was, there was one of the touchdowns. Green Bay was up seven and Rogers is looking at the sideline and he's like, we're going for two. We're going for two. And LaFleur is like, what the hell are you talking about? We're not trying to go up by <laughs> no, get over here. We're going up by eight points. We're not trying. We're, why are we trying to play for nine with the, with the bottom end being seven? No, we're going up by eight. That, that was a weird moment, it felt like, and something that got overlooked. <laughs> so I'm looking at the ESPN win probability. Um, and even when the Packers were down 10, the Bears win probability was 50.5. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, so the They're Packers no good. spent... They're no good at football. No. Yeah, the, the Packers spent, uh, it looks like... Starting at nine minutes left in the third quarter, Packers were eighty percent win probability. Only got better. Okay, so so I, I'm I'm there because I'm looking for this pick six because I, I I have tapioca brain, and I've had many bourbons. So asking me specifics about something that happened three hours ago is not going to. This is also ten forty eight Pacific time. So that's it is eleven like forty eight. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like midnight your time. So yeah, I'm, I'm not going to blame you for that. Defensive vibes, I'm going to go ahead and say this was a good performance, and I understand Justin Fields can get out of the pocket and make some plays. It, for whatever reason, Fields seemed like he made more plays outside of the pocket than, than Russ did, than Mahomes did, than 
Kyler Murray did for whatever reason. I, they so, did pretty good. I'm going to go eight out of 10. Let, let me ask you, what plays did he make out of the pocket? Runs. He just scampers. <laughs> yeah, he just he ran. scampers. And I'm like, hey, gosh, dang it. There's no one there to tackle him. Because anytime he threw the ball, I was just like, yes, he threw it. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't make many passes. I will say that. He, he did enough to kind of keep him in the game a little bit. But the spe- I feel like Packers special teams definitely did more for the Bears win probability than Justin Fields did today. Yeah, it's, it wasn't great. Um, I did like them using Kenny as a spy. And also, I, I love any time that you can see a man who's 330 and can actually run laterally to keep up with a dual threat quarterback. It warms the cockles of my heart. He got him on the sideline like twice where he was like right there. I think one time he hit the ground right before he could have like tackled him. And then the other one, he was like right there on him. I was like, hell yeah. And then hell yeah, Kitty. And then he got him up the middle, I think was a big, mm-hmm. like a QB power or whatever the hell. Love yeah. That. Love you, Kenny Clark. <laughs> yeah. Campbell had 16 tackles, nine solo tackles. The next highest person was Barnes with five. Preston Smith, Pro Bowl vote. We got, we yeah. got to put more respect on his name than that. He shouldn't be sixth in the NFC. He well, the, just the came problem, off of COVID. Yeah, the, and the Preston, I think, like, Preston is having his Nick Perry year. It's it's the contract year, and he's going to yeah. come in, and he's going to play like a monster. <laughs> How much would you be willing to pay Preston Smith next year? Oh, week? God. I, I, I'm terrified. Because he's a vet. He's a vet, so and he's going to get paid. And because of Nick Perry is why I'm yes. apprehensive because we, we, you and I have lived through this. We saw this exact year where someone who was kind of down came back and played like a monster and Nick Perry had the club and he was rubbing his arm. Yes, and everyone he was loved petting it. it. <laughs> and then they, they backed up the Brinks truck and then he proceeded to suck for the next three years. And so like, and then he got cut and then he never found another job. No one nope. even called. Nope. No one called. Nope. That was, that was the weirdest part of it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of Packers first rounders who get cut and like either bounce around or like, like remember Dayton Jones? Remember him? <laughs> I look XFL story. We try to sign him. And then he was like, I'm in Jacksonville. Sorry. And we're like, oh, you're, you're in Jacksonville. Okay. <laughs> Good for you, man. Yeah. I remember he was in Dallas and he like, he uh, tweeted a video of him, like making a third down stop or something like that. And then someone responded with a video of him, like one play later, giving up a touchdown off the edge. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Speaking of guys off the edge, Tipa was out there real early. Oh, and then you stopped seeing Tipa for a while. And I love Tipa. That man is 230 pounds. No, he's not. Tipa is 230 pounds after a big breakfast and with heavy shoes. <laughs> yeah. I love Tipa. I understand he could give you some value on like third down. If Tipa is out there on first or second down, you are you are making a terrible decision and putting the <laughs> franchise at risk. Tipa Tipa Deadass looks like Henry Black is lining up on the edge. <laughs> it's he's a small man for an edge rusher, but he's very fast. I understand why he's on the roster, but good lord, what he should not be regularly in the rotation like that. Why not? Why not? Okay, so like I remember for like ten minutes when the Packers had. Uh the guy from Alabama, Adrian Hubbard. Is that his name? Like the, Oh yeah. The, why not use people like that? Like, like put him in the middle and then just like send him on, on skinny blitzes. Like, like, Hey, go, go find the a gap. You're tiny. Whoa. Google I mean, that's her. what they did for like Oren, Oren Burks, but like, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Is that Siri? Siri talking to us? No, it is. It's the um, the uh, the other one that starts with a G that I'm not going to say again. <laughs> I don't know why it hurt me. Um, I mean that's kind of what they use with like Oren Burks, like Oren Burks yeah. for a couple of weeks, and then Oren Burks just like doesn't see the field anymore, other than special teams. But which sure, like Oren Burks is is going to. He went to was it Vanderbilt? Yeah, he was a safety. He's going to turn. He, he's he's going to turn a decade of special teams tackles and a good degree from Vanderbilt into generational wealth. His grandkids are going to be rich. His he was grandkids in the Packers, are going to be rich. He was in the Packers uh, tweet for Pro Bowls. He's like their special, he's like their non-returner uh, kicker special team so, guy that you vote on. That player in the Pro Bowl is the reason I hate Buda Baker. Did he make that? Uh, Buda Baker, uh, his rookie year, made the Pro Bowl over Jeff Janis. Jeff Janis was uh, uh, second second in voting for that exact position, but Buddha won because Buddha was a pretty good safety as a rookie. So he wasn't quite a Pro Bowl caliber safety, but he was like fringe. Now he's amazing. Um, so they voted him in that way to like sneak him into the Pro Bowl. And I was like, Jeff Janis is having a career year. Like, go watch the goddamn Dallas game. This is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, as an Oregon Ducks fan, I hate Buddha because he was like this close to becoming a duck and then was like, nah, I'm going to go to UW. So uh, let's get your uh, defensive vibes before uh, we go to special teams. Uh, eight. I feel better about the defense than I do about the offense. And um, there wasn't like, you know, just this this cavalcade of injuries. Yeah. And Jair hopefully will be back next week. He's already practicing to a limited extent. So. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully. It doesn't seem like Zadarius didn't practice. Bakhtiari didn't practice. We got lied to last Monday when LaFleur was like, all three of them might. And then in the press post-game press for today, he was basically like, I don't know what to tell you. We're taking it day by day. Like, I can't can't predict yeah, this see, stuff. So. See, Justice, you got to learn dad speak. When, when you say all three of them might, it's really more like, eh, like, like we'll be lucky to see one. <laughs> like, when someone Is says dad speak just lying? It's just lying? Yes. Okay. Yes. Dad, dad, sp- right. dad speak is not lying. It is it is uh, bending the truth. Yeah. It's just it is it's not lying. It's just not giving you all the information. Dad, dad speak is saying that you're immunized. Oh goodness gracious! Well, he there wants to be a father, which is he wants See? to be able to dad speak one day. See, that's that's the dad speak. <laughs> yeah. So vibes on the defense are are surprisingly good, which at this point in the year in a Packer season. I can't. Remember. When's the last time that I said that? 2014? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. That's what I keep telling people, and they don't believe me. This is the best team since 2014. Yep. This is the best yeah. team since at least 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, special teams wise, uh, the Packers <laughs> gave up 213 return yards in one half. That's a lot. That's a lot of yards. Um, Justin Fields threw for 224 yards. <laughs> yeah. There's a 22 yard punt. I forgot that. I'd completely blacked that out of my mind. Bajorquez had a 22-yard punt. Well, that was that was a, a no-man's-land punt where he was trying to cough and corner it, right? It was, like, at midfield-ish, but, like, I think they were and on, like, it, the 30. He, like, kicked it from, like, the 30 to the 30. It was like... Oh, ah. see, I, I was thinking it was the one where he tried to cough and corner and ended up going out at the 22 or the 20. No, he shanked that thing, and it was like, what the hell? What was that, <laughs> bud? Uh, Bojo is human, but... He is he's so much better than J.K. Scott. Oh yeah, I'm not I'm not trading him away. I'm just like, what the hell was that? Let's do that less. Let's do that less. Um, with 
so this is gonna this should put like a nightmare in people's hearts when Malik and Equinamia St. Brown were out. Amari was the contained guy on kickoff, and I was worried for like because I, I was paying attention because I was like, all right, these guys are out. Who's gonna be out there? Amari was the contained guy on the left sideline. If you're the Packers kicking team looking at you know the the goalpost, I'm very worried. Amari is gonna give up a return at some point. I don't yeah. need more stress on special teams, and this is only creating more stress. I'm sorry, I just read the end of your rundown. <laughs> yeah, Amari, what the fuck is your problem? Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate this guy. I literally do. He causes me so much stress. I'm going to have to like, I don't know what type of medications I'm going to be prescribed because of this Amari Rogers season. I just want it done. I want it done. Put him on IR already. What? What's his name? Uh, Beagleton? Get Beagleton. Sign Beagleton back. He was a solid wide receiver in the summer. He's probably playing in the CFL right now. I know their league just had their great cup tonight. Sign Beagleton. He's not doing anything tonight. He'll come back to the States. I have a theory that he's actually Jake from State Farm. You're, he was a good wide those? receiver. He was going he's, off this summer. He's also un, uh, he's unusually jacked. You don't see wide he receivers. Jack, yes. <laughs> That's why I thought he was going to make the team. I was like, this dude is going to play special teams, and he's going to block his butt off for all these Devontae Adams screens. I, I really thought that he had a chance to stick on the roster, and he was working with the second stringers. All summer. Do you remember this summer? Like Beagleton and Devin Funches were getting reps over Amari Rogers. And then Amari Rogers, yep. he, he never was going to get cut. But there was a question of like how many wide receivers are they going to keep? Because they had so many guys who were kind of flashing in the summer. And, and Beagleton was bankrupt number one. Like that was his yes. like that was his safety blanket guy. So <sighs> God damn God damn it, Amari. Min- <laughs> minus twenty for special teams. <laughs> I think I'm going to make a keep keep an eye out. I'm probably going to make a cut up of all the Amari muffs from this season just because I'm tired of it. No, but if we wake up tomorrow and there's news in the ticker that Amari Rogers fell down the stairs and landed on Mo Drayton, like Super Bowl, right? (laughs) It would be damn close. It would be damn close. That would solve a lot of issues, but uh, this is like, this is like, um, we spent an entire season where where Paul Noonan from Acme Packing Company was like, Geronimo Allison is the worst wide receiver in football. It's not close. Like every single metric, it was worse to throw Geronimo the ball than it was to throw it in the dirt. The next year, the Packers have the number one offense. <laughs> so maybe that's it. Maybe just cut Amari and solve all your problems. Sign Tyler Irvin as an NFL owner. I urge the team <laughs> to sign Tyler Irvin off the couch. He's just sitting there, man. He was with the he was with the Bills in training camp, and then they cut him. I don't know why. So it's not like he's hurt. He's just chilling. Yeah, if he's if he's working out still, go get go get him. Yeah, Amari definitely feels like the the Geronimo ankle weights theory. Like Amari is probably that for the special teams. It's like, oh man, what do you think happens in practice? Like, what do you think special teams practice is like for Green Bay? You think they could get a snap off? Like, without you know, something crazy happening? No, I bet you the special teams practice is like, like, okay, guys, you all played special teams in college. You know how to line up. Now do some up-downs. Like, <laughs> like, like, what else could it be? No one knows what the hell they're doing. Like, 
the the Malik Taylor one is probably the worst. Like, okay, two two of them. I, I had an Amari flashback. <laughs> the, the two worst things that happen on special teams. I understand players being faster than you. I, I get the the return yards thing. Okay, I understand it completely. Malik Taylor trying to return the ball that was five inches away from the sideline from the five yard line. That was dumb, objectively. Okay. I would yell at a 16-year-old for doing that. The other thing, Amari trying to catch the ball like it was a pass and then muffing it and then being bailed out, that was also very bad. Because that yeah. should, like, those. that's not how that works. So, that is simply not how that works. Do you know why the Malik Taylor thing is actually worse? Because he could have had, like, a foot out of bounds and then it would have been out of bounds immediately. The random and cop thing. You, also, also, who else? I only Ty remember Cobb. Oh, Ty did Montgomery. Montgomery do it? Did the exact same thing. So uh, Ty Montgomery was one foot out of bounds. Randall Cobb, I believe, was like he was lying down on the ground with like his leg all the way extended, and he had to like reach up to grab the ball. It was one or the other. But you have two examples in recent Packers history that are coaching examples that Mo Drayton, a Packers coordinator, should be able to draw upon in his lessons to the goddamn players. It was no, bad. I'm, it was bad. Minus 20. Minus 20 is what I'm giving <laughs> special teams. I'm making a cut up of Amari Rogers muff uh, punts. I'm full what? blown. Like, we need to get this guy fired before the playoffs, I think. Like, I might start the propaganda machine this week. <laughs> like, the heat is on, Mo Drayton. I understand you're a nice guy. I'll have a beer with you after all of this. But, damn it, I want a ring. Well, there's there's a... Um... Mike Birbiglia had this old bit about Wiffle Ball Tony. And he's like, look, you always invite Wiffle Ball Tony to the barbecue because you know he's going to start the Wiffle Ball game. You don't put Tony in charge of everything. <laughs> so, yeah, Mo Drayton just, he's so good at the lectern and everyone loves him. And, and I've had people in my mentions all year. Like, he's so nice and you don't even know him. And everyone loves him. And what do you know about Make him the teams? team pastor there you go we don't have that like we can give him another job we're not saying like don't employ this guy in any way he seems like a great guy again i'll say it every single time i will have a beer with this dude we gotta fix the damn special teams before we lose to the bucks could you could could they make him a qc coach like a special teams quality control i'm sure i'm sure, I'm sure they those, can because because mike Patton has a job doing that like how bad could that be like there's a sec co- what's his name shane beamer he was like a special teams coordinator now he's running university of south carolina he's making like six million dollars a year or something like we can find we can find mo drayton a job like this is all nepotism based anyway we can find a spot for mo drayton we can get him a check i just need this damn ring i need it more than anything in my life i need a ring this year and i know rogers is coming back next year but a lot of other guys are leaving so i need it to be this one yeah Uh, all right uh what's what's your special teams vibes and let's get the hell out of here my vibes. Is it good? My vibes, <laughs> Eight. my vibes are the bank scene from the movie They Live, and I'm the teller. Just That's taking a, a shot, just taking a shotgun blast to the dome for no goddamn reason. They Live is the one with the like way too long fight scene, right? Yes. They're like in an the, alley, the, and it's like eight it's, minutes. Yes, it's literally eight minutes of choreographed fighting, and then they remade it in South Park. Uh, between two handicapped characters. Of course they did. Of, cor- <laughs> of course they did. 
All right, guys. Uh, keep it posted to APC this week. Um, what's up? Do you want to plug anything else? No, because I don't make content anymore. I just appear on podcasts. <laughs> that, is, that is hashtag content. We'll keep you guys updated with uh, the injury news. You know, we had a couple guys this week. Keep it up for like Billy Turner and stuff. Well, Floor usually just says like, I'll keep you guys. Uh, I'll, I'll let you guys know on Wednesday. Um, but we'll probably find out when Aaron Rodgers talks about it on Tuesday. So keep it, <laughs> keep it updated with uh, APC, you know, throughout the week. Thanks, guys.